0: This week on the Media Virus Podcast, the good news is you have cancer, but the bad news is we're giving you herpes. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy may have ruined his credibility with a chilling confession. Two out of three Indian commercial pilots admit to dozing off in the friendly skies. That's bad numbers when there's usually only two guys up there. All this, more news, just the tips, and we add pumpkin spice to a cast member. As the World Pea Farmers Council reminds you that with autumn upon us, you could add some penis to your soups and stews on this, the 99th episode of the Media Virus Podcast. It's the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer, Mike Latoris. We'll do an an outro (laughs) and then do our round. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. And the Scorpion Goddess.
1: And the Scorpio was secretive. I just don't say a lot of shit.
0: And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rockdown. I had
2: no,
0: but I I was, you know, I
2: kind of wanted to, and I, you know, I, I, whoa, that's new. Hot damn, do we have a show for you people this week. I am Matty Rockdeff. Welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share. Joining me on the video panel this week are the executive producer of the show, the Reverend and Professor Mike Platoris, our metaphysical fitness expert, the scorpion goddess Juliet Everett, and our unbeaten Peter Pete. On the phone, I believe we do have our BBC correspondent, Stanley McFadden, along with the other half, of the diversity duo, uh, what's her name? And uh, what's her name has a pretty big celebration coming up. Um, and that got me to thinking that, uh, you know, as we age, we encounter so many things that, uh, you know, kind of make sense, but kind of don't. For example, you know, my dad's 91 years old. And a couple decades ago, Probably around the probably around the age that the doc's about to about to turn about to, we're about to celebrate that that birthday, um, you know my my father was diagnosed with, with bladder cancer and you know what the doctors you know what the, Mike do you have any idea what the doctors did
0: did they give him herpes
2: no they didn't give him herpes but they did uh, they did inject um, tuberculosis into uh, into the um, into his bladder, and uh, you know it was it was dead. But the your body goes to fight the right. tuberculosis germs. You know, as a byproduct, it would fight the cancer. And also, my father used to have uh, terrible psoriasis, and um, you know now now psoriasis is an, an overactive immune system. Uh, and you know what cured that um, was leukemia you know, wow. except he, yeah, he actually has th- th-
0: uh, I'm sorry, but who'd have
2: thought? Yeah, well, because leukemia is, you know, it, it, it works on your immune, blood sure. cancer works on your immune system, so it's not really a workable option, uh, but uh, I think we may have found a pretty workable option with, with herpes.
0: Well, yeah, a uh, genetically modified herpes virus is delivering a one-two punch against advanced cancers. A new genetically engineered virus has delivered a one-two punch against advanced cancer in initial findings from a phase one trial. Researchers found that RP2, a modified version of the herpes simplex virus, showed signs of effectiveness in a quarter of patients with a range of advanced cancers. Patients on the trial had cancers including skin, esophageal, and head and neck cancer and had exhausted other treatments, including by failing to respond to checkpoint inhibitor immunotherapy.
2: Well, we can cure your cancer, but you're just going to be covered in sores.
0: Well, the, the early findings presented at the 2022 uh, European Society for Medical Oncology Congress, ESMO, as they call it, suggests that cancer-killing viruses could potentially offer hope to some patients where other forms of immunotherapy have not worked. Hmm. They're working on testing the safety and dosage of RP2 uh, at the Institute of Cancer Research in London. Uh, the Royal Marsden NHS Foundation Trust uh, assessed the uh, cancer-killing virus on its own in nine patients, and in combination with immunotherapy, nivo- Nivolumab uh, in yeah, an initial, I mean, sure, an initial thirty patients in the ongoing phase one trial. The early-stage study sponsored by the drug's manufacturer, Replimune, uh, is testing the safety and dosage of RP2 as well as evaluating its ability to shrink tumors. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty uh, spectacular news if you can just get a little bit of uh, cold sore virus to uh, to kill off your cancer. It, it's it's not in, genital herpes that they're giving you. It's just know, regular this, old this simplex is, In one. our
2: lifetime, in our lifetime... Herpes went from like uh, something that got you ostracized from a social situation, whether it was, you know, if you had, if you had a cold sore, nobody wanted to come near you. Still
0: that way, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. yeah. And like, (laughs) if, you know, and and if you had herpes, like, you know, you had a, you you were supposed to tell people. Well, yeah. And and, So, Matty, Matty, how have you dealt with your herpes? Well, I, 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 (laughs) Um, until
0: now he hasn't told anybody
2: <laughs> I mean I had I, 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 I get I, I, ha- I get cold sores when I'm sick <laughs> but I, I, I I've never had that type of issue
1: if you get a cold sore do not give anybody head
2: no I, I, i'm well aware or where but it went from this, it went from it went it went from a a you know, this thing that was supposed to be like a life sentence and an STD that got you ostracized to a mild inconvenience to a cure for fucking cancer.
0: And and nobody tells you when you're a kid that, you know, when you have the chickenpox, it's herpes. Right.
2: what?
0: Chickenpox. It's a herpatic virus.
3: What?
0: So is shingles. The herpa- I
3: got, I got yeah, chickenpox. Chicken chickenpox is also herpes. Softer, yes. It is the exact same virus that uh, produces shingles as an adult. Yep. So yes, Yeah, I know
4: you, you get shingles pox, out of chicken pox. Yeah, yeah,
0: I always, if you I
3: always have knew had that. chicken pox, you've had herpes. Yeah. By definition.
2: What? There yep.
0: you go. You've Did, all got herpes. in fact they treat shingles with Valtrex. <laughs> it's true. Um no.
1: People don't get chicken pox anymore because they have a vaccine now.
0: I got news for you: people still get chicken pox. Well, I people mean,
1: they have pox. a vaccine now, they didn't have. One. Didn't, didn't they
0: have a vaccine like eight it. million years
4: ago
1: too? They they, they,
3: they, they, they had, had a pox? vaccine then.
1: Yeah,
3: and I got they had a vaccine then. I got chicken pox twice.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get it because yeah. I got the chicken pox. We had chicken pox parties yeah. at preschool. Yeah, okay. The-
3: the right that's what we do when i was well little, my essentially mom took yeah me and my brother too. When, I, when i was little my mom took me and my brother to i remember it of my earliest memories is actually going to this kid's house to get the chicken pot.
0: yep, oh yep. I,
4: yeah because, because well it was basically them
1: all get it at the same time
4: there you go i think i
3: think your mother didn't love you doc well that's that we can have a conversation about that on another another episode
0: I remember. They were going
4: to get it eventually. They just speeded up the process.
0: I, I know when I got it, my mom was like, uh, she told my sisters like, go go talk to your brother. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, when when I was a kid, there was not a there was not a a, a viable vaccine for chickenpox, and from what I understand, until the past couple of years, there wasn't because the one that was out on the market
2: didn't really work. All this talk about chicken pox, it's got me thinking, like, what did your, what, my mom made the best goddamn chicken soup. And, um, like, when you were sick. Right. It, I mean, everybody, chicken soup is, you know, they call it Jewish penicillin. Yeah. Um But, you know, my, my mother used to make the most, delicious chicken soup. And, oh my God. Well, Especially when you're sick, it tastes so good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: With like a, like a, like a, like an end of rye bread, uh, especially if it's stale.
0: Yeah. Well, you know,
2: I mean, I, I've I've been called weird.
0: Uh, I mean, I, when Easter comes around, I buy the peeps as soon as they hit the shelf, and I cut the cellophane and put them in the closet up up high.
2: Oh yeah, get them stale. Stale peeps are the best.
0: The only way to stale. eat them. I can't way stand go, fresh peeps. Way to go, Mike.
2: Waiting for the punchline, Pete.
4: There is no one. okay. I'm totally um, agree. I'm I'm completely in 100% agreeance with the professor on peeps are delicious, fresh. But if you, you know, cut the package
2: no, open peeps,
4: and let them go, peeps, let them go, uh, let let them go terrible. stale, they're 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 even better.
2: You know, there used to be when you when you used to buy a good Philadelphia sauce. Philadelphia soft pretzel used to mean something. First of all. When you bought a Philadelphia soft pretzel, you bought off a homeless man that had not washed his hands in 15 pisses, okay? And he just took a piss behind the shopping cart full of pretzels. Out of a shopping Uh cart, yes. Five for a dollar. And you buy them five five for a dollar, and they might be fresh. You don't know. They might be stale. And if they're stale, they're so... Anyway, they're so good. I I get shit on all the time for liking weird foods, like stale pretzels, stale cake. I like my soda flat.
0: But oh. but there are some things that, that will interfere with your credibility if people find out.
1: Since I mean, you brought up Philadelphia, yeah, these are, these you wanna are, know something? When cool. I was little, I thought Philadelphia was like the country because of the cream cheese. So I was like, the cows come from Philadelphia to make the cream cheese. I didn't yeah. This is a long time ago, but so whenever I, yeah, anyways. So no, no, actually, that's true. Fact.
3: Philadelphia cows, it's actually true. Philadelphia cows are a specific breed. You can't breed them with other cows because they're so fucking aggressive. If you get any other cow, other cow near them, they'll kill it. They'll actually knife it right between the ribs.
2: Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Where do you find cows in Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Hey, Mike, let me ask you, Mike, can I ask and you a roughly. question?
3: Peter, Peter, mostly in yeah. Shelton here. Mike, let
2: me ask you this question: We were doing the pre-show meeting and all the shit we were writing. Yep. And I said, "I'm gonna find a way to I'm gonna find a way to steer the fucking conversation." Yeah. Into the next story.
0: I was, I remember I, that I was trying to let you have the hole to get there. Yeah.
2: Cow, cow,
1: and then using steer is a good way. It's like a pun.
0: It is. It is.
2: So good job. Except, Maddie. except we missed the turn when Mike started to read. And you started to tell that story.
4: Okay, Maddie, take the bull by the horns <laughs> and
0: just spit it the fuck out. That's Mike. Why don't you read the next story? <laughs> so, Surgeon General, General Vivek.
3: lot of bullshit.
0: Surgeon General <laughs> Vivek Murthy has made a chilling confession, and I really think it speaks to this guy's credibility. I think we need a new Surgeon General. He said he prefers cones without ice cream. I'm
1: glad we moved into this direction.
0: And ice cream fans are screaming over this chilling uh, admission from the Surgeon General. Uh, he said he's all about the cone. The physician it faced... It the
2: funniest th- fucking thing Juliet's ever said. <laughs> 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 it tied everything together.
0: It did. It did. He said it might be an unpopular opinion, but he loves ice cream cones without the ice cream.
4: He is utterly... Utterly (laughs) off his rocker or something. Uh
0: But he tweeted this on National Ice Cream Cone Day. And uh, uh, other people on Twitter were pissed. Uh, They said that that's two giant scoops of missing joy. And maybe he should just go eat waffles.
2: (laughs) You remember... um... Uh,
3: Sounds like a bunch of bull to me.
0: (laughs) Probably.
2: I mean, we, we've all we've all
0: just eaten cones. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, it's happened. I mean, right? sometimes it's, you sometimes you don't. My, you don't have the ice cream. Like you, you go, you get the cone, you're like, huh? <laughs> "Who the fuck ate the ice cream?"
1: My kids like to eat now, just ice cream cones sometimes. So, like, can we get ice cream cones? And they'll just eat the ice cream cones because we won't have ice cream. It sounds like, it sounds
4: like poor people shit, right? I mean,
3: hey, talking? Uh, are talking things? <laughs> Are we talking sugar
4: cones or cake cones? Because I think that's a, a, a significant issue that uh, merits discussion.
0: Con, con, Connie brings up a, a very good question.
1: He, he I, I agree. Sugar cones are better, but my growing up, like my Nana would always have the waffle, like the, the stack of
0: ones. The cake They're called cake cones. Yeah,
1: the cake cones. I don't really like those, but she always had them, so my kids always... Get those, but then the sugar cones, we all know they taste better, but because my Nana always got those ones, we get those ones.
4: No, so I, 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 I prefer,
1: prefer
3: sugar cones. For eating it with ice cream, I think the cake cone is the way to go because it's got that little grid in the bottom and you get the ice cream in the grid, and then when you take that last bite, it like the ice cream bursts out of the of the sharp like a delicious. So but in your mouth. but just, for the, just for the taste, I agree with Juliet, the sugar cone is where it's at.
1: I like, yep. but if I go somewhere, like uh, Newport Creamery here in Rhode Island, uh, it's really good. I get, oh no, you know what I get? I mean, they got good like chocolate dip waffle cones, but I really like their fraps. Okay. You guys would call it a milkshake. The coffee one, Ooh, so good. I want one now.
0: You know, some coffee might be good for the airline pilots of India. Apparently, two-thirds of them have fallen asleep. 66% of them have fallen asleep while they're flying. A survey by, by Safety Matters Foundation has found that a majority of pilots working in the Indian airline companies have been suffering from daytime sleepiness, which is generally triggered by extreme fatigue. Among the 542 pilots who took part in the survey, 66% said they have dozed off during their shift hours in the cockpit. They've either experienced microsleep or unintentionally fallen asleep in the cockpit due to fatigue. Now, I'm not real sure what microsleep is. I
1: think it's like when you're like asleep but like aware of what's happening at the same time.
2: It's when you kind of doze off just for a second.
3: Yes, microsleep is when you when you have that head nod. Ah, uh, but you don't know how long it lasts.
4: Yeah. Uh used to do that all the time. Fatigue. So I
3: woke up.
2: I woke. Go ahead.
3: The other profession with a very high percentage of microsleep unintentional nurses. I wonder how long those pilot shifts are. That they're or do they work irregular schedules? Like you know, mm. I, I mean. You
0: know, Probably. Like what, yeah. Let's see what we can find out. Fatigue is one of the main reasons attributed to air airplane accidents and the study reaffirmed the fact that pilots are not coping well with the pressure that comes with their jobs. With companies looking, for, looking to work with less than adequate workforces, timings have gone up for most pilots. The survey was conducted by a non-profit organization, Safety Matters Foundation, and it included pilots... Uh from India flying with regional domestic domestic with destinations within four hours of flying. Uh let's see. You guys want to see a good movie about uh
4: pilots and flying and plane crashes?
1: Planes, trains, and automobiles. No,
4: no, 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 no. No. It's got Denzel Washington in it. In it. It's called Flight. He's like a alcoholic, uh drug addict. Uh, whatever. But he's a but he's a seven forty seven pilot, and he crashes it. Well, he he safely crashes a plane. If you can do that, um, actually, the guy who did with the the landing in the uh whatever in the river, Sully. Yeah, Sully. That that was a good movie too. But <laughs> this movie, this movie will make you want to rethink ever getting an airplane on an airplane again. Uh,
1: thanks for just re enforcing my fear
2: of
0: flying. According to the survey, pilots <laughs> earlier had 30 pilots earlier had to fly 30 hours per week, but now they can fly back to back once every week. That has resulted in added stress on the workforce resulting in more fatigue. Based on their responses, it was found that 54% of pilots suffer from severe excessive daytime sleepiness while 41% suffer from moderate daytime sleepiness.
2: I mean, most of the time, you really don't need to be awake to fly that fucking plane.
0: Yeah, it's really. I mean,
2: really, it's just the beginning and the end. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, the rest of <laughs> you yeah. probably just do- doze off. Well. You know what I mean, join the Mile High Club, do whatever you got to do. I mean,
4: maybe I that's think. The- I think- I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say. Yeah. Like, don't they have auto landing systems now?
2: Well, um, they, I know that most of it's automated, but their pilot still has to like be right,
4: there be there, you know, in case there was just
2: case. a story not too long ago about pilots just completely missing the airport, yep. like they all the. I think we didn't we talk about this last week.
0: We did. Yeah, and t- completely missed.
2: Yeah, just completely missed it. Just like just flew right over the airport. Yeah. Wait,
1: remember the kid who was like, "I play a lot of GTA, and he saved those people and landed the plane because the the pilot was drunk." He's like, "Yeah, I play a lot of GTA. I flew a lot of planes on the game, and he actually did it. And it was funny."
4: I, I've watched lots of videos of the the planes coming in for a landing, and then like side turbulence, and watching these planes like jump, like. 50, 50 yeah.
0: feet to the side but still managed to land. Which is that's why you why need somebody who's not sleeping to land it.
4: Right. That's why you need somebody, you know, uh, yeah,
2: you need I a, human. a, a, you, human. Need a human. you need to it's wake him up like 15 minutes before or let him slash some water in his face and they're going to land a fucking plane. I mean, let, him,
4: let, him, let him do a rail of coke or something, you know? like Yeah, I mean, know.
2: you know, that's what I'm saying. If we could just pump him full of meth, we will be yeah. fine.
4: Hey, it's
2: a great idea. Let him sleep every 11 days. It's fine.
1: <laughs> my cousin's a pilot.
2: Your cousin is a pilot.
1: Yeah, I have a cousin who's a pilot. She's pretty he good at saying away pilot. She's a girl. Why would cool. you assume as a guy? I because that's I'm, sexist.
2: You set me up.
1: No, I didn't. Because you said my cousin, said my cousin is cousin. a pilot.
2: You yeah. no, you
4: you you did not. <laughs> yeah, you, you totally set him up, Juliet.
1: No, I didn't. You guys, scorpion
4: goddess. Sorry, I'm
1: going you know, sorry. to assume it's a man. All right. Well, then Not. why
2: didn't you say my my lady cousin is a lady pilot? Why? What?
1: what? What? Well, my lady cousin is a lady pilot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, you, set said, to, you set me up. You set me up to assume it was a male. I mean,
0: you don't know that to have everybody have said, when they're my talking
3: cousin. She's that a pilot. The doc. The doc is going to pipe in here and point out that that is. Um, Androcentric hegemony that we have just witnessed. That's a fancy word Uh, for assumption. I'm sorry. What? what, what? Androcentric hegemony.
4: Okay, Gesundheit, doctor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that unless you, if you say that if you talk about a person, we're going to assume that that person is, in this case, male, uh, we'll probably also assume that the person is white and heterosexual. She is white, there you go. but a girl.
1: I think she is straight. She's she, dated she, guys. She
4: identifies as female. Is what you meant to say?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she is a cisgendered female.
2: I think okay. we've just we've just probably ruined any chance of having her come on the show.
1: Damn. Oh, I don't really. You don't, really, don't really talk, talk to talk. your cousin. I don't talk to pretty much every single cousin I have. Dude,
2: they get like free flights and shit, though, pilots. <clears throat> I'm going I,
1: I'm going. I don't. Uh, I don't have any problems with her, but we don't really talk at
0: all. Oh well. All right. Sorry to hear that. While but the Juliet, rest of
1: my family,
0: while Juliet gets her family relations together, we're going to. Oh, they know pop how up. I feel about them. Good. Mm-hmm. That means you can let me tell everybody how I feel about them, ladies and gentlemen. We love you here at the Media Virus Podcast, and we thank you for joining us in this A block. We're going to bounce out of here right now. We'll be back very quickly with the B block just after this
2: so i am excessively more angry at mike all right this fucking dog every day at 830